Sego, Sewaguego. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to our Yohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name podcast, focusing on Haudenosaunee cultural topics recorded on Haudenosaunee territory. Our podcasts are produced by Aboriginal Legal Services with the technical assistance of True Seed Media. My name is Lisa Venevery from the Mohawk Nation and the Wolf Clan. I'm the coordinator of the Yohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name program, and the host of the podcast. This is the Yohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name podcast series. On today's episode of Yohate Negusuna, the Road to Your Name podcast, we're visiting with Phil Davis. And Phil is... um uh, Phil does a lot of things where he's where he's at in Niagara. Um, he'll tell us more about everything that he does, but he's a musician. He's an organizer. He's a um, traditional singer. Um, he's a land defender. He does a lot of different things. So welcome to the podcast, Phil. Oh, yeah. So tell us, more, <laughs> tell us more about what you do. Well, I... Uh... For the most part, I, I do whatever allows me to maintain my own agenda so I can live the lifestyle that I enjoy, whether it's being being with my son or whether it's going to play some music, whether it's been even available at last minute to do podcasts, <laughs> all these kind of great things, right? Yeah. Um, my my agenda, for the most part, revolves around music. Oh, yeah. So mostly, it's like probably 95% of what I do is one way or another around music. So mm. now uh, what kind of music? I play uh, guitar and sing. Uh, pro- people probably saw videos of me jamming out with Derek uh, Miller and Eric and Burl Laform And one of the guys from my band that I have down in here, Niagara Old Child, he came up there and we were there pretty steady for quite a period of time of coming up just to share music. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything from country to blues, rock, and, you know, that's kind of incorporated into the band I have. We're a jam band. We just, there's, there's seven of us. Mm, wow. And we just, we just pick songs that, that we can just express, express and have fun with and get people dancing. And, you know, so there's no, there's no real, limit to what it is that we share. And they try to incorporate, you know, some of our, some of our, some of our teaching, some of our knowledge into that. And I always talk about, I always talk about what's going on currently mm-hmm. with our peoples, like whatever, the, wherever the crowd is, doesn't matter how small or how big the crowd is, mm-hmm. try to share some information. That's part of, that's part of our responsibility too, right? You know, I'll wear t-shirts like the one I'm wearing, just, just to make a statement wherever mm-hmm. we are. You know, the, having our voice, taking the opportunity to 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 bring in to light any of our uh, any of our challenges that we have with all the institutes of government that we deal with on a day to day basis is huge. And we have no shortage of challenges, do we, Phil? 
No, not at all. No, I run the Idle More Niagara site down here and talking with a few people in the last little while. So I need to start one that focuses on every institute of the government separately. So we can start categorizing each each, each challenge that we has as it comes up daily. Mm-hmm. And you can get a look at, look at what's going happening in an education, what's happening injustice and what's happening with our health care you know we hear about this stuff all the time we've been hearing about it for years yeah well, yeah and all we see really is a is a revolving door of different politicians in and out yeah uh, but our challenges remain the same yeah saying the same old crap just just pushing it just pushing it down the road a little bit further mm-hmm. without, without allowing anything to gain any traction so when we use our, um, like the, like what you do, when we, when we use our voice and when we combine with other indigenous nations, maybe to, um, amplify, amplify our voice, um, do you think that's, well, of course that's what we need to do, but do you think we're making a difference where, do you think we're able to be changing things? Yeah, we, we definitely are. I know from the work that I do down here with our through our through our Niagara Regional Native Center, through the Justice uh, Diversion Program that we have, we have an Indigenous Peoples Court that wasn't here ten years ago, mm-hmm. or even six years ago. We, we have presence constantly in the courtroom. I'm able, I'm able to call up the mayor and, and say I want to do a fundraiser. And you'll get behind it, or I can call up the the uh, the the, uh, the chairman of the Niagara region and say, "Hey, I got an idea. What do you think?" Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds of things never existed like ten years ago. So though those those little things, those little friendships that have been developed, they go a long ways, especially if we can use them to to our advantage, because that in order to for people to stand behind anything that we do, there has to be a level of understanding. There has to be conversations. And to me, I always say that, you know, peace is a conversation. Peace that our ancestors created with the, with the great law, you know, that took a lot of conversation in order for that peace to be to happen and for it to be maintained, not to sit down at tables and discuss what peace looks like. Mm-hmm. I love that saying, peace is a conversation. Um, you know, um, we do need to have these conversations, especially in justice, because our people have always had uh, the same um, experience going through that foreign system. Mm. Um, how is it different now with the court that you're involved in in Niagara? What kind of experience are our people having there now? Well, I, if if you're showing up there. You'll have support people there from from Fort Erie Native Center, from Niagara Regional Native Center. Uh, where, uh, we have somebody associated with the John Howard Society who looks after bail court. Mm-hmm. We have somebody with uh, Aboriginal Legal Services out of Toronto who who looks after who looks after. Uh, totally slips my mind when they do the reports. The glad do reports. The glad do worker, yeah, you know, glad mm-hmm. do work. We have all these workers in place who are present at court on on our 
at our indigenous people's court and it'll start with with somebody one of the one of the traditional knowledge keepers come in he'll do an opening smudge will be offered the judge will come down and step from behind a bench and come and be in part of the circle and they're all smudged together to start off the whole session mm -hmm. those kind of things there's an eagle feather present there uh, instead of instead of uh, instead of a bible mm -hmm. so we people can use the eagle feather and there's just a slew of of support that is there prior to you know my 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 aspiration or inspiration story that i use for doing our counseling is, is that you know i remember 14 years old going into that same building and just feeling totally intimidated and fear and fearful and you know hearing a voice in behind me scolding me what the heck are you doing and there and turn around it's our it's our one court worker that we had back then mm -hmm. 20 something years almost 30 years ago mm -hmm. of course giving me crap and she knew of course she knows everybody around here in the region all the families knew each other back then mm -hmm. and she gave me a little bit of guidance you know and that's what i share with when i when i do when i do our healing circles for for their participants who are the ones who participate in our program it's one of the, it's the story that I use that, you know, that's all it takes sometimes just to knowing that somebody's there with you. Yeah. To help yeah. you. And that's yeah. all, that's all we basically are is just trying to, trying to help as much as we can, but we've, we're maintaining a long-term friendships now with, with everybody in that building. And we've worked through some hard stuff in order to get the Indigenous Peoples Court there mm -hmm. and still maintaining that, that presence, you know, it's a, it's a lot of effort and, um, I'm just proud of everybody that I work with because everybody's so dedicated to it. Oh, yeah. And that's what it takes with them um, when we're tackling our, our um, challenges. It does take dedication and resilience and all mm. the things that we've we've um, honed, I guess, those things over the years. Mm -hmm. um, so so I'm glad to hear that, that you know, um, justice is being delivered differently in a different way there when mm -hmm. it comes to dealing with Indigenous people. Because we have such a different worldview, don't we, than um, the Western worldview? Yes, so much. Mm -hmm. I've noticed coming from a construction background, you know, working that for 25 years and deciding at 40 years old, I've had enough and went back to school and off to university. And just from critiquing my own life via 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 the eyes of education for the bachelor for the B ed that I that I acquired. Most of society used to only concentrate on the physical and mental aspects of who we are as a person to have any value. Mm -hmm. And now the nowadays you see more organizations, companies looking at the, at the emotional and spiritual aspects of their employees. Mm -hmm. That talk comes from what we've been sharing for the last, you know, since our, our, our center is going to be 50 years old uh, next year. Wow. And so a lot of that conversation, our, our justice diversion program will be 25 next year. Wow. And all these conversations that we've been having just locally in our community, you know, these things are getting absorbed by the larger community to yeah, the, yeah, there's value in these. In, in treating people as a as a whole person, mm -hmm. not just using them for your own benefit, mm -hmm. and it comes across in, in the philosophy and their ideologies on how they how they put themselves out there as a company. 
Yeah, for sure. So you you also do some organizing of different events in your community. What kind of events do you have? I've always been a part part of our of our of our powwow that we have here. We had our last one was right at the was right at the uh, Meridian Center in St. Catharines, the big uh, the big forty five hundred seat uh, arena that they have there. Oh yeah, it was a huge huge success. Well, Eric was there with me. We were doing the sound for mm-hmm. that, which was a real challenge because we're using two systems. But, but, but I was also a part of the planning committee as that, and I've always been a part of that. And recently, I've I've been a part of putting together. Oh, uh, we did three shows with Downey Winjack. Oh yeah. Organization through Kevin Fox, who who's the producer of that, and working with him, we brought. Uh, land back and Downey Wenjack together to to put on to put on those three concerts that we put on. Mm-hmm. So so Kevin just a, just a friend that I've met through Tom Wilson uh, has has no understanding of our musicians or anything like that, and so we so I I got to learn some new skills working with Kevin about producing shows and what it takes to bring all of that together. And so bringing all of our musicians forward for the for for that and introducing them to to Kevin so that we could create the whole schedule. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Now you mm. mentioned land back concerts and the land back is is can you tell us more about land back? What is land back? Is it a movement? How does it work? Is it ongoing? What's happening with land back? Well, land back That that term, we're discussing this with others, and we believe it was started out west, and it was just kind of gravitated this way, and it was latched on to, to here, to to talk about you know it started out as 1490, 1491 land back lane, mm-hmm. was the address that was being used if anybody was going to come, out to where we were in the occupation over over at the estate on which they were doing the development for for their new housing project and it's it's on our treaty land the Haldeman mm-hmm. treaty land mm-hmm. and the biggest the biggest argument is that you know how come you just get to have new houses for your peoples and here we are struggling have been struggling for years housing is a massive problem yeah. On top of not being asked permission to, to, to use that land in that way either, right? It's it's it, it's something that's come to a head. We've seen that back in 2006 over at Douglas Creek as well. Yeah. Where the same thing happened there. And, and the end result is always forecasted by the presence of the OPP being used as a security force for the Ontario government of not wanting to come and sit at the table and have a conversation about what this looks like. I highly believe that they don't want to come and sit at the table with us because our case will be precedent setting right across Turtle Island, North America. Mm -hmm. If they settle with us, the Six Nations, they're going to have to settle with everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so much, there's so much history to it from our part and, and it's all colonization. 
whole colonization. Yeah, and and colonization is something we have to deal with um, minute by minute, I guess, in our yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah, it's an totally. ongoing thing. Totally. Even with the introduction of the Reconciliation Commission, and now we have that word being used a lot, reconciliation, mm-hmm. um, we still have quite a heavy hand of colonization. Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, how do you see this, you know, generations from now, how can we, how can we have reconciliation be the, be the main, um, like win out? Mm -hmm. Will reconciliation ever win out? It will. I have faith in that. Um, Simply because I've been saying for a while that, and a lot of people have been saying the same thing that, there's there's no reconciliation without the truth. We're still in the stage of truth, mm-hmm. getting the word out. Reconciliation, one of the things I heard lately, I can't remember who this was, but what are we conciling from? Mm-hmm. We've had to have been in that state prior. We were. You know, so if we're to reconcile something. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... We're getting there. We're getting there as more and more trees come out. As our population grows, mm-hmm. as people decide that, yeah, they're going to take part of this this colonial voting system, and it's starting to make a difference on who's actually sitting in those big seats up in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. It's having that voice first and foremost. I can, I can foresee some northern town or some small town somewhere that is surrounded by our brothers and sisters on their on their homelands being more populous than the town and there's a mining project going on and everybody decides to vote this person in for mayor and the mayor puts a halt to the mining project because now he's mayor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that our, our population is is growing it's it's a it's a fact yeah people are becoming more and more educated it's fact yeah mm-hmm. you know? For sure, and there's, a, and there's a push to hold us down because these these are these are inev- inevitable. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a finite amount of land on Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody knows that, yeah. and um, you know, with uh, climate change, I mean, climate change is in our face, um, and I I notice it more every year. Our winters are getting different. We even had a different winter this year mm-hmm. than we had last year. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the climate people, they're not all scientists. Climate people are indigenous people, right? right. Yeah. We were the first scientists, I guess. Yeah. 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 So um, so we got to start listening to our indigenous um, climate people because they know mm. what's going on and what's coming. Um, and... You know, if we had to think about these things every day, all day, um, Phil, um, it could be really taxing on us. It could be really, and thank goodness we have something like music to distract us once in a while (laughs) from our challenges. So, so I guess you use music too, as, as that to, to, you know, have a balance in your life. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. In order to find some some relief from all of that heaviness, you know, the the again, that's talking about it in music. We're we're able to share those messages 
or just put out our emotions that come through in in the style of musics that we like. You know, it doesn't have to be any words. It can just be the song and the music by itself. Mm-hmm. Will put us at rest. I, I studied music in school, not in the term of uh, learning theory, but I studied uh, the power of music, especially indigenous uh, traditional musics. Mm-hmm. Why does sound have such an effect on us as human beings? You know, it's something I believe our ancestors knew a lot more about than we did. Yeah. Because if you think about it, what did the ancestors keep for us through all of that colonization? They kept. The, yeah, go ahead. They kept the drum. Yeah, they kept the songs. They kept the songs. Yep, for yeah. sure. And it, and that's because all of all of those songs, those songs of rite of passage of ceremony, there's a whole knowledge base that goes along with. If you're asking for a healing song. When you're asking a medicine person in the community for that healing song, how much stuff has to be done prior to when that song is sung? How much stuff has to be done afterwards? Yeah. To look after the person and to come back a year later and probably sing that song again. Mm -hmm. Right. So that whole knowledge base of what goes on, you know, for us, like, oh, we we were privileged to be sitting with uh, Tom Porter over the last week. And he was talking about Ogiwe. Ogiwe, it's 117 songs that have to be sung. Wow. That's that's how powerful music was. That's how, that's why I say our ancestors knew way more about sound, just just sound itself than than we did. And how it affects us individually as human beings. And why are our songs all different from geological uh, areas? You know, our songs here are way different than what's out from Anishinaabe peoples. And then you start going to the Cree, Lakotas, and the Sioux, and then you start going southwards, you know, and then even worldwide, everybody's songs are different, but they're all for the same purpose at the same time. Yeah. I did hear something recently about humming. When when you hum, it activates something in your vagus nerve. Yeah. And and then I thought back to when I was a child and... and um, I remembered the old people listening to them. They did hum a lot. You know, they, they, they did that around the house. They hummed a lot. So, so they probably knew that already, right? Mm-hmm. That it was, it was good for our bodies. Yeah. Well, if you go sit by a river or mm-hmm. even a small stream, that sound or a waterfall. Yeah. A thunderstorm, the wind, Yeah. the wind, the wind, there's, there, there's, there's healing properties, even just light winds, because there's micro uh, vibrations. Yeah, that help make plants grow up strong. Mm. It's not the it's not the brutal winds that we think about when we talk about. It's the small ones that are always moving them around, and it makes them stronger and stronger as they grow. Mm-hmm. So all these things that have an effect on us as human beings, with sonically speaking, right? Yeah. Oh, why do cat Why do cats purr? Yeah, you know, cats purr to keep themselves healthy you know cat what does a cat do in the course of the day just lays around and lays around and walks over it knocks your drink off the table but but it it can jump up at any moment and take catch a fly out of midair so how does an animal that doesn't hardly do anything have the ability to be so agile yeah it's through their vibrations proven 
through sure. their vibration, they can actually heal themselves too. So oh. I think that's something our ancestors would have observed just like they did everything in nature. And you spoke about listening to Tom this week. I remember Tom saying one time about the birds that um, the birds were were here to sing their songs so so the humans wouldn't be bored. Mm-hmm. So that's why we should we should always you know um, watch for the first robin, which I've already seen this year, and listen to their songs. They have such beautiful songs. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yep, and they carry them all in. Everybody says they carry their original instructions. Mm-hmm. Waking the day up, starting the day out with their morning songs. Yeah. So, and 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 occupying that side of our brain as well. Well, there's so much cultural knowledge to learn when you're Haudenosaunee, isn't there, Phil? Yeah, oh yeah. There's there's <laughs> never like you keep on going. It still feels like you only know. Yeah. This much, I feel is, the same way. Yeah, and it's nice to be that we have people in our in our culture and our traditions like Tom and as we get older we learn more. You know, yes. we're all we're always supposed to be learning and sharing. Yeah. yeah yes, exactly. Sure. Exactly. And that's you know, that's music was is a huge part of that because the music burns neuron paths in their brains just by listening to it. Mm-hmm. Just fill the information and yeah, sometimes you can remember lyrics to a song and you can't remember what you did yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. from studying music, that that's because all of our ancestors were musical. Yeah. Music is always the focus of a, of a well-developed society over time. Music is at the core of all of that with the rites of passage, with with ceremonies with with uh, sharing celebration having creating unity exactly what we called the uh, land bank mm-hmm. uh, it was our unity jams bringing all our people together right you know that that bringing everybody together and you know we didn't need psychologists and psychiatrists because we we had we had unity amongst ourselves we mm-hmm. had support systems that were built in mm-hmm. that were built right back in with our with our different you know our different uh, age categories that would that would uh, coexist on a daily basis with each other to help us get through our practical way of life that we had back then. And it's so powerful when we experience unity amongst us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is a very powerful thing when we can yeah. all come together for one purpose. Get down with the brown. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be a bumper sticker, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> no, Eric. A, fr- the a fridge magnet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a T-shirt, yeah. Oh I'm a magnet. God. I'm a fridge magnet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, to like, what are you working on now, Phil? Well, I got I got a uh, just working with the band right now and sing, been out singing a couple of powwows. I sing with a group called Little Creek. Uh, and uh, there's a mix of different nations on that drum, which is an awesome thing too. Mm-hmm. We have that. We have that friendship. Welcome with our Anishinaabe brothers and sisters, so we can go exist, and anybody can go in a good way, live that life of Haudenosaunee, or already out the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so we could coexist and live. Now, there's another thing. About, that's another thing that applies to the pieces of the conversation to put those kind of wampums in place. Our ancestors 
did. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to organize a fundraiser, hopefully, for a Turkey Syria down here in the Niagara region. One of my bandmates is Turkish. Mm -hmm. He's our percussionist, and he went back. He didn't go back. No, he didn't go back home. But having a conversation with him and seeing how downhearted he was from everything that happened over there with the earthquakes and and him sharing just some horrendous stories of what's going on that we don't see in the media. Mm -hmm. Just, just you know, trying to use just the 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 skills I've developed over the years as being an entrepreneur, a sole proprietor, and the connections I've made and trying to use those in a good way to, you know, not only help my friend, but the, that feeling of hopelessness that I, that I had from watch, watching the, and still from watching those videos and what's going on over there for those for brothers and sisters on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. Thing that everybody can can uh, get behind and show some support and you know, hopefully help us come to a little bit of terms with our with our heavy heavy feelings that we have in a, such a hopeless situation it seems like mm -hmm. right? yeah so yeah well there's a lot where we can put our efforts for sure mm. we just have to we don't have to look too far and and no. there's a there's a cause yeah yeah, for, yeah. Sure. For, for me it's always been about following my heart yeah and, mm -hmm. and uh, that's why I do a lot of things that I, that I do as a self-proprietor. My business is my name. I, I did that intentionally so I wouldn't pigeonhole myself. Mm -hmm. Free to do anything that my heart desires or if I'm in the mood to do it or, or feel it's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. you know? Wow. That's yeah. really great. Indigenous entrepreneurship, we need that. Mm -hmm. We need people like you working in the justice system <laughs> to make change. And we need people to keep the land back issue in the forefront. I guess you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just like I said, just following my heart. And, you know, if somebody asks me to do something and if I don't give a media yes and then I'll have to think about it for a day or so. I'll tell them that. So like, I need to think on this first. Yeah. So well, I'll have that conversation between myself and creator and, and take it from there. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join us at short's notice, short notice for our podcast today, because I learned some stuff from you. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, um, Yahweh for joining us and keep on keeping on out there. Right. Being Brown. All right. <laughs> Was that a say? <laughs> Keep on being brown, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was it. Okay, now way to Phil, and hopefully we will see him at an event in the future. All right. Okay. Onigiwahi, Phil. How? This has been the Ohate Negusuna, the Road to Your Name podcast series. There are 10 episodes in this podcast series. Let's meet again on the next episode. If you would like to learn more about our organization, Aboriginal Legal Services, and the programs and services we provide, please visit us at our website, www.aboriginallegal.ca. if you feel inclined and would like to make a donation, you can click on the word donate located at the top of the homepage of our website. Yeah.
You can also visit us on Facebook at Road to Your Name. This has been the Ohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name podcast series. Yeah.